you're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. What's going on, Jay? What's the tea? Nothing much. Same old, same old. It's like Groundhog's Day over here. It's literally Groundhog's Day. Except this time I'm snowed in. So it's like I really have nowhere to be. Nothing to do. <sighs> and it's February. Like, yeah, it's Black History Month. Like, awesome month. But, like, truly my least favorite month of the year. I think it's virtually every Black person's least favorite month of the year, yeah, which is why it's really ironic that it's Black History Month. Obviously, nobody consulted the Blacks um, <laughs> when that was decided because I think every single Black person would have elected June as our preferred month. But, you know, why is that shocking? It's not. Yeah, it's like, the sh- it's the Tuesday of the month. It's like the fucking worst. I mean, we don't have men, so it's not like there's a holiday coming up for us in a couple of days. So it's devastating. Except I also did demand. I like posted on my social media I was like, the other day. I was like, listen, if you're not buying me a gift or sending me money Valentine's Day, then you can like actually stop DMing me. <laughs> you can actually stop sliding into my dms i don't i don't even want to hear it i don't want to hear how beautiful you think i am how funny i don't want to hear any of that shit just don't bother put your money where your mouth is please put your money where your mouth is like legit put your money i don't like that yeah you went there <laughs> Because I just genuinely could not give a single fuck anymore. Like, I, I'm over it. Um, and to, I mean, that's actually a great segue into what we're talking about. We're talking about love. We're talking about single bitches. And we're here to recap a movie about a currently single bitch. And today we're talking something completely out of the normal. We're talking about Wendy Williams colon the movie um so just let's talk about wendy a little bit first our history with wendy where we stand with wendy and all of that so jay do you want to explain kind of where you stand with wendy prior to this film your history with wendy all of that okay so i'm from new york as all of you know at this point so i actually do have extensive history with wendy like known about her and listened to her while she was um doing a radio station out here because i'm black and my parents are black and therefore you listen to wendy williams um so i'm familiar with her online and all that you know her and charlamagne etc etc everyone knows how you know they ended up um and then i started watching the wendy williams show i know jay and i also watched it at some point we would have that was part of our rotation in terms, and also, I want to say, in addition to Housewives, we were watching the Wendy Williams show and catching up. Um, somewhere I fell off with her show, though. I'm not going to fake. I don't know why. I don't remember if there was like a singular inciting event as to why I stopped watching, but I did. But Wendy is still Wendy to me. You know what I mean? I kind of take what she says for gold. She usually has the good tea. And yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. I was thinking that earlier too, how we used to, when we lived together, we used to watch Wendy on like 
a very regular basis. And I don't watch Wendy like that nearly as much anymore, which is crazy. Right. Um, my history with Wendy is I'm not from New York, so I didn't listen to her on the radio. And I didn't even know she did New York, like not New York, um, radio in Philly. And I was like a huge part of her career. We're not there yet, but like I was interested in that as well. But no, I know Wendy from just from the show. I remember when they were doing all the press and promotion when the show first premiered. Like, I usually I'm pretty good with TV shows in terms of like crap shows, like reality and like gossip shows, season one. So like I remember when they did all that promo on BT and like how you doing and they, all of that. I remember that. I'm like, who is this woman? And like she's so she looks so distinct. I'll put it that way. And she, you know, obviously is spilling tea like no one else. So it's like, who the fuck is this bitch? So I definitely watched the first season and I kind of fell off. And then my cousin, Diane, is like a huge Wendy head. So like she kind of got me back on to Wendy and then we were watching Wendy. And I also kind of fell off um, around the time that she relapsed, allegedly. Um, And I saw some bizarre stuff when she was like in quarantine, doing it from home, like eating Doritos with caviar on it and like, pig's feet and like very like whacked out of her mind at home it was very unprofessional and so that's when I had to like eject and get out of it but nonetheless yeah like overall just an overall note for this movie low-key it made me like think again I forgot like who the fuck Wendy is you know what I mean like she's just Wendy Williams to us but like sometimes you're like damn like that bitch really did that yeah she did to cross over from like radio to TV is like a big deal. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. As a woman too. And like mm-hmm. again, not to skip ahead, but like not even on a panel show, like by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insanity. And like a very long career as well, which like again, a lot of people would kill to be relevant for that long. <sighs> so we're here. We're talking about the movie. It premiered on Lifetime. Um, nothing out of the norm. What are you grading this movie A plus to F? And let's preface it by saying, again, this is a lifetime film. So our grading will all be relative. Go ahead. (laughs) It's like, I mean, uh, there's two points I just want to preface before I give it a grade. One, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, wow. Um, really? Okay. It wasn't as, like, I really had very, very, very low, poor expectations. Um, because it's a lifetime movie. That being said, it, it you know, it's no Oscar or Emmy award-winning uh, movie either. So it won't be in the Golden Globes conversation. Exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. Um... And also, I didn't understand the purpose of having the movie if she was only going to come out with a documentary also right after. I didn't really get what the point of that was. So it really kind of wasn't necessary to me because she didn't really reveal anything. I'm getting into the weeds here, but I feel like I would just give it a a C. Okay. (laughs) A solid C. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say C minus, so I'm glad we're on a C kick. Uh, the movie. Okay. the The pros are the actress that played Wendy really got down her mannerisms, like kind of nailed it. I was honestly shocked. 
Um, but on the flip side, her accent was shit. Uh, the movie left out a lot of shit. Now, Charlemagne kind of talked about this on The Breakfast Club after he watched the movie. He said it was about 50% truth. And me not even knowing Wendy, personally, I could tell, like, there was a lot left out. So mm-hmm. I was kind of pissed about that because I really, mm-hmm. really... For the queen of exposing everyone's everything, I kind of needed her to drop some, like, real truth bombs, you know? It, it felt like the whole movie could have been condensed in about maybe 30 minutes seriously but also moved fast at the same time in terms well i mean in terms of like the content that she covered like it really wasn't much and she didn't go in depth with like really anything um i, I can't really describe it it's like super bizarre i'm like there was just i'm like wendy was in the middle of so and caused so many beefs in the 90s and early 2000s like yeah shit even now like you know what i mean so it's just like none of that was really covered with the exception of like that little total mishap or and the mention of diddy it, it was just like there was just so much more to everything and it just didn't go in depth um kevin getting the villain edit was not really surprising but then he also kind of didn't get as much of a villain edit right that's what i was gonna say like he got the villain edit but like a very soft villain edit yeah so i wonder what that was about also Um, we can dive into that a little bit more later because i um i actually have a note about why i think part of it he got like a better edit um and we just talked on our last episode it's not last for you all but the last thing we recorded which is the ob episode where we talked about vpr we talked about scorpio moons and i floated the theory that scorpio moons can appear boring because they keep so many secrets oh we're here wendy's a scorpio moon leaving out shit her story is a whole fucking like it could be a show like if she was going to be real about it if she was going to tell all tea she could have had like a netflix like couple episode series if we're being real right but of course she's not sharing anything she's sharing shit we knew or you could read in her book apparently a lot of that was in that book she released Mm -hmm. um like in 2005 2006 so she was only kind of sharing shit she was comfortable with sharing or shit we had already known nothing like groundbreaking right and um even like for Charlemagne to only really have one scene and we wouldn't even known it was Charlemagne until she said his name I'm like Charlemagne was like a really like fundamental part in her career yes I'm like the show when she was on the radio it was her and Charlemagne like you knew Charlemagne got his start from there too like you know what I mean like right so on the breakfast club like um DJ Envy and Angela were like don't you think you should have been in the movie more Charlemagne and he said like no I shouldn't have been in the movie more it wasn't about me um and we only worked together for four years I was like only four years four years is nothing to sneeze at where is there nothing to sneeze that, especially when, again, like I just said, like people associated you two together in those four years to, to the point where it felt like more than those four years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just bizarre. Even then, he still should have got more of a, a mention than he did. Um, right we never saw him at the station with her like she had that one guy Skeller or whatever multiple times like even though he didn't have, play a big part he was at work or like kind of a cameo but like there a lot Charlemagne 
not only was the character that played him shady as fuck, but she really left him out. Right. Um, my other thing that I wanted to know is that like the the people that paid her and Kevin were like noticeably more attractive, but than they are. <laughs> okay, well, I, but let's talk I about casting. That. Let's talk. About yeah, <laughs> I thought that was just me being petty. So, um, yeah, definitely for sure, the woman that played her was cuter than her. For sure, a very generous casting choice for Wendy herself which then sent me into a spiral to look Wendy back up in the day like during her like what she would call coke days I don't even have to say allegedly because she would call them coke days um even though there are some that are happening right now we're talking about the ones before she got married so I was kind of intrigued I don't know if you've have you like looked up some pictures of her like some when she was kind of like hot on the scene like during her like Rakim coke day phase no I haven't seen it let me see what? you one right now. Like, honestly, she was, and I hate to, we're not those haters, guys. We love plastics. She, I hate to do that whole thing of, like, she looked better before the work, but, like, you know, ellipsis. Mm. On the other hand, Kevin, who we know as Suge Knight from P-Valley, was definitely very, very generous. <laughs> <laughs> but again on the on the flip side Charlemagne's character not generous whatsoever i was like they picked anybody off the street they're like yo bro you 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 yeah 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 you we just need you for one scene yeah. all you gotta do is say oh that's my girl <laughs> that's it like i can you imagine the cock the casting call literally said like cockeyed short dark-skinned dude like you guys like I'm not exaggerating like he literally had one line and it, I really feel like it was just to say oh yeah that was my that's my girl so and so I don't literally. remember him saying anything beyond that this it is was shocking this is Charlemagne the god the one that she worked with for X amount of years the one that she had a major major public falling out with like yeah at the hands of Kevin, which again was not touched on. Um, okay, let's just get into the movie. Let's get into it. Like I said, I just wanted to open with, I thought like the first scene is modern day Wendy kind of. Um, we see the lady playing Wendy, looking in the mirror. She's like on the verge of tears um, and she's reflecting. And my first note was just the body and the mannerisms, especially the tits, very Wendy-like. Yeah. They made sure she had, like, literally no waist. Like, straight up and down, no waist. Tiny as fuck. They put in the exact implants Wendy has in. And the hair (laughs) and the W necklace. I was like, oh, like, and again, the mannerisms, the way she spoke, not the accent, the way she spoke, I was like, oh, like, very Wendy. Yeah. But I had a problem, and it really bothered me throughout the whole movie because, like you said, like, her accent wasn't good. And I'm not even, like, begrudging her that. Like, it's very hard to do a New Jersey, New York twang. I don't even want to say New York, but Wendy's accent does kind of skew between the the both. It's more Jersey than anything, though. Mm -hmm. It's not the easiest. 
And then on top of that, I just thought it was so bizarre that she was the one that was narrating the whole movie versus just having Wendy, who's alive and could do the own, her own narration. I didn't really understand that component. And so it threw me off the whole movie because she narrated the whole fucking movie. Right. I had seen that on Twitter, like a lot of people saying that Wendy should have been the one to narrate, especially because she was so hands-on during this process of this movie. So it's not like she wasn't on set and it's not like she was unavailable. She was fully there and then just didn't narrate the film. Um, That was a lapse in judgment for sure. Yeah, I didn't really understand that part, but. Um, And I was just gonna say on the acting, on the casting note, the woman who played her mother looked just like her mother, RIP. So they did a pretty good job like on that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just an overall note, did we need to see this childhood shit? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, mean, I think it explained kind of... I think it would have felt more purposeful if she had tied it in better because it does explain like how she is and and, and why she is the way she is um, in terms of, you know, body image and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and how she grew her confidence or maybe lack thereof, maybe it's faux confidence, you know what I mean? And listen, whatever you got to get, whatever you got to use to get through your day, that's fine. Um, but it did, she didn't really tie it in that well. Like, yeah. At all, and, and I know we're gonna we'll get to it, but like, there's a scene like where she just like randomly turns to Kevin and like tells him that like <laughs> her family used to wear her every day, and I'm like, wait, this like came out of nowhere. Like, what? We should have seen that in earlier scenes. Exactly. So it was just, yeah. So instead, these early scenes are wasted on like this one particular party she goes to. She puts on the dress. She can't fit into it. She's you know a chunky girl let her parents tell it so they shoot her down a little bit about the weight again we at this point it should have been she got on the scale she was too big her mom yelled at her and then she put on her dress like by herself it didn't fit like it could have been a lot quicker but instead it's this whole thing and then they go to the party and they're playing musical chairs and she allows herself to win over the birthday girl which I guess she wasn't supposed to do the the birthday girl should have won the musical chairs um and then the chair breaks and everyone's laughing at her and then they they kick her out and then she sees some tabloids. It was like all over the place. And I was, again, it just added nothing like Jay said. Of course, everyone's childhood affects how they are when they're older and it can give a lot of context, but she mm-hmm. didn't allow it to. Or she tried to make it, but it like didn't land. It was just, Yeah. And also, like, what, I mean, like, did she really get kicked out of the party? I'm like, that's a wild thing to do it's a child. <laughs> like, your kid lost fair and square. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And number one. Right, like, is that two, bizarre that she, like, somebody else won? Hmm. And if I broke your chair, it's you have a weak-ass chair. How about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, what are the odds that you broke the chair? Like, at the end of the day, she was still, like, a eight nine-year-old girl if an eight nine-year-old girl no matter what size can break your chair like you said it's a weak chair 
super weird, right? And then, like, she's kicked out of the party like it's the fucking club. And she's gone, and they slam the door in her ass. Um, and then, on the contrary, I felt like we could have seen her go to college, or we could have seen her discover radio, because she says, like, in a transition shot, basically, that in college is when she discovered radio. And instead of us seeing college, we see her, like, flip through a book of colleges, and that was it. Right, that was the only college we got. The closest to college we got, I should say. Hmm. Like, super bizarre. Um, And then they just show, like, a map, and she went from where she was from in Jersey to Boston, which is where she went to school, and then somewhere in, like, St. Croix, like, in the islands, and then she came back, and now she's working in D.C., and now we're in, like, the 80s, and she's working part-time at a radio in D.C., It was just very all over the place. Like, I, I, I can't even explain to y'all how all over the place it was or it felt. It just felt like somebody pressed, like, fast forward and we were just going through shit warp speed and missing shit along the way. Yeah, it's like almost that they almost filmed everything, all the real scenes, but they were like, okay, what should we cut? And then we were yeah. left here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I have an odd feeling like it actually made a little bit more sense and then that I, I'll kind of bring that up later when we talk about the um like Kevin but like yeah it seems like there were a lot of scenes left on the cutting room floor I mean this movie was long as fuck with commercials it was two hours right when I saw that I was like what the fuck? and again I'm telling y'all like it didn't need to be that long because I don't understand how it was that long because I don't feel like I walked away knowing that much more. It was so, it was crazy. Like, and then she, like Jay also alluded to, had that two hour documentary after. So it's really a four hour Wendy night. If you're sitting in, strapped in for both the movie <laughs> and the document documentary, you've signed over four hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's true Again. too? I heard the documentary was better than the fucking movie. I can't believe that. And again, you're signing four years, I said four years, four hours of your life and you learn nothing. (laughs) So it's like four hours for like no fucking reason, really. Which is even worse than just spending four hours. At least if you spent four hours and learned something, you know, you learned something. Right, like remember the new edition story on BT? Like they took like five hours of Jack's movie takes like five. Like they will take time away from you to tell their story, but you're supposed to walk away enlightened. And Wendy didn't have a craving to do that, obviously. She just wanted to tell her story her way. Um, I believe Charlemagne is the one who said it. It was like a very Disney version of her life. And I'm like, that is a great way to explain it. It's very Disney. Um, Even with it being Disney, kind of dark. So we get into like the real the bulk I don't know not the bulk but like the first alarming heavy turn of the movie and today the day that we flashed to her in DC she's interviewing someone who she's calling Ricky Tony um allegedly factually the actual guy was the singer named Sherrick and like he was known or Sherrick or I think is how you say it um and he Mm -hmm. was known for his single Just Call uh she was revealed that I guess publicly as well she's been on the circuit, press circuit lately, spilling tea every which where. So she said that in one of her many interviews. So the guy is kind of looking at her and when he's 
um, interviewing her. Well, actually, let's rewind a couple seconds. She does coke for the first time in the movie. In this scene, she kind of reveals like, yeah, I do coke every day and then go on the radio. So, okay, we're privy to that. And mm-hmm. the guy, Ricky Tony, now we're in well, the she interview. Framed it as, she framed it as like this is like her new diet plan, basically, because it's an appetite suppressant, as everyone knows. And so that's how she was like losing weight and keeping herself slim also. Right, which is important important to mention, honestly. Um Wow, it's a were you shocked that she addressed the coke so early? Were you expecting it so early? Kind of where do you land on that? Again, because this shit was happening in warp speed, there were a lot of things that happened very early on that I was very shocked that we got there already. Just because she started it off with her childhood story. And you guys, when I say like literally within the first 10, 15 minutes of the film, we were already up to her in the bathroom doing coke at the radio station and another scene that Jay's about to describe when I say that I was just like wait what very perplexing like whoa we literally saw her come basically a newborn to like doing coke in 10 minutes again it could have been a lot more filling out in between but okay whatever she does the coke I again I was shocked just like Jay, I was pretty shocked it happened this early. Like it was moving fast in a way I wasn't prepared for. So then she's interviewing the guy, Ricky Tony, and he's hitting on her, asking how old she is and what she's doing after this kind of stuff. And he asked her to come to a party with him, some Hollywood type party. So she's down, she's lit for it. He's paying her attention. She's loving it. And he was like, okay, I need to go back to my hotel room first and change. And then we can go out to this party. And she was like, oh, you, you need to change. Do I need to change? Because if anything, a woman needs to change. But anyway, he was like, no, you look perfect. So they go back. She's drinking. He's in oh. the shower. Everything seems all dandy. And then I'll just say like the movie did it. He comes back in, drops the towel, and rapes her. Yep. Pretty much. Um, now the family has like already like said, like, you know, her reporting this has been hurtful because they don't think it's true and et cetera, et cetera. I don't see how it couldn't be true. I mean, what what would she gain from it, you know? There are so many other people that I could pin pin a, a false accusation of rape on. So it's like, why would I choose this person who's already long dead and was only like a one-hit wonder anyway? Um, so I believe it. And again, we've been, I don't know, talking about rape almost every episode now. And women like, don't lie warning. Like, sorry, guys. victim. Like, sorry, you all. Um, yeah, definitely a trigger warning. And again, the um, person that is the victim rarely lies. So, yeah, regardless beyond of the, situation, the fact that I'm always just gonna believe the victim, I also, again, don't believe she's lying anyway because it, like I said, it just doesn't make any sense that she would. And I get that y'all think it's hurtful because it's like no one wants to find that out about the person that they, you know, thought kept his hands himself, but. 
it's very plausible, especially somebody who was just new on the circuit. He got a mm-hmm. new song out. He's feeling himself. You know what I mean? You got somebody who who's, has remote, is remotely successful. She wasn't really that big of a deal back then, but, you know, and you think she's easily accessible. I mean, it really doesn't take a rocket scientist. Yeah. And then just the way he pulled her in, the classic, like, oh, we're going somewhere, just wait right here. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a story we've all heard. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's what happened to her. And it also, she says that at that moment, she that was like the last time she shut her mouth and said, like, no about something. And that kind of explains a lot about her, too, and feeling like she always wants to just say what she wants to say. Yeah, that explains it. So that gave some, con- unlike her childhood, that gave mm-hmm. some context, okay? So from there, um, and again, it was a date rape. So she was saying, and like, even in general, that kind of rape is not necessarily like a type we talk about as much. Think about like, we think about it in a different way. You know what I mean? It's just because it's not as blatant as like someone like kidnapping you and raping you doesn't mean it's not just as traumatizing or like, just because you were on a date with someone or you like wanted to hang out with someone. I did not intend for this to happen. That doesn't excuse it at all. Right. Um, also, it was completely, side note, it was completely like Coca-Cola in that fucking <laughs> um, glass they poured to try to make it look like it was dark liquor. I'm like, this yeah. is definitely soda, but okay. <laughs> I'm like the consistency and everything of it, it was literally like fizzing up. I was like, this is like literally soda, but okay. Um, yeah, some of the props and costumes are very questionable. <laughs> Just overall, no budget. Curious what it was. Again, not shocking because it is, after all, a lifetime, but you know. Definitely a lifetime, definitely a shoestring budget. And Wendy runs out of the room and she comes back kind of with a new attitude. She has a, she has her ponytail in, she has on a cheetah dress and she's like not taking anyone's shit. It's kind mm-hmm. of her vibe. <laughs> um, and the people at the office kind of want to know the tea, her leaving with quote, Ricky Tony. Um, and she doesn't like really address it at all obviously it was like a dark moment for her but we did note that people had seen her and they probably made assumptions and that was kind of fucked up so since we're not doing scene by scene just kind of what i just wanted to set it all up and from here it'll be bam 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 because again this is a two-hour affair and we're not no no no, we're not going scene by scene so I don't think it deserves a scene by scene, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, we would be the fools if we sat here and dissected this. Yeah, that's overly generous. Um, basically, she gets fired from this place, and she to this day doesn't know why. Did you have any inkling, or do you have a feeling as to why they would fire her? No, I don't know. Unless, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just happens, you know, like sometimes it's just, the, you know, her segment's not popular, maybe, or you don't like her. It, it She kind of alluded to them not liking her, I guess, because they wouldn't, like, 
she was trying to have a conversation with them and then they would kind of like walk away and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know et cetera et cetera I, you know and I've noticed because of course I'm always gonna bring it back to Astro because why not uh, you know cancers seem to go through a lot of like rejection periods I will give them that um especially the women I think because I'm just thinking about like Wendy I'm thinking about like little Kim I'm thinking about like a lot of like can- like famous cancer women that I know and they just seem to have like a lot of rejection or like bullying moments and it's really sad because they're, they are really sensitive people or it's kind of chicken or the egg are they sensitive because of the bullying or the the bullying, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And that's exactly first. why they feel like they have to have that hard exterior, like, with their whole ass. Yeah. And I'm like, because you guys literally crack them open and take the meat out every time y'all get the chance. Cut them to the motherfucking white meat. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, my heart does go out for them for that because it, it does seem really unfortunate to be a cancer son woman <laughs> to some degree. Yeah, and it was tough for Wendy. I mean, seeing that we kind of skipped, but honestly, we could just go back. There's a moment where she's taking her Coke and turning it into crack, and she calls her father, and she's bawling because she's waiting to get her AIDS test because it's the height of the AIDS epidemic. So. All right, yeah, after after her rape, um, which I was like, I can completely feel for her. Like, I would imagine that that is so frightening yeah. because it's not even through actions of my own you know that I'm in this position like and again not that anybody who engages in risky sex practices deserves to like contract something like this of course but it's just like I definitely didn't even do anything it's one thing it's like damn you know like I was you know I was messing around I wasn't doing my part to keep myself safe but then it's like I didn't even do anything (laughs) and now I'm like fucking frightened um Exactly. It's just like there should be some sort of hormone in our bodies that if you're getting raped, you shouldn't be able to contract anything or get pregnant. <laughs> it would just be there. There should be like an know. antibody or something. It's crazy. Yeah, that releases from the stress of the, the event. Yeah. yeah. So it's really unfair that you have to worry about all of that on top of going through the trauma. So naturally, you mm-hmm. take to the spoon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That shouldn't have been funny, but I'm sorry it was. It was, you know, live for drugs and the the crack of it all is just like so amazing to see. Because she gives a face to it. And a lot of people aren't quick to claim crack and be like, yeah, I'm a crackhead. Like Wendy, the whole, not Wendy, Whitney, Nippy, the whole time during her addiction. So she would never, she was like, I make too much money. You know, she talks money to to smoke crack. Like Wendy, I mean, because theoretically, she did make too much money. Like, when you think about what crack is, I'm like, she definitely didn't need to be doing that. You could have got the pure stuff. I don't like, I don't know why you're doing, but it's because she was giving money to every Tom, Dick, and Harry she knew. I'm sorry, we can't go to Nippy aside, but you know, she was bleeding out. She could only afford, I'm not blaming her, I'm not blaming anybody who's on a drug. It was just like the idea is that people started that drug because they didn't have money and she did have money. So theoretically, you would think that she wouldn't be on it. But I mean, a drug is a drug is a drug. Like you're going to take it because there's obviously something else going on not because <laughs> you're worried about quality, you know? 
right you're just trying to get whatever you can get more of quite honestly was the space you were in and mm-hmm. you can get more bang for your buck with the crack and so you know what I mean you know how to mm-hmm. explain yourself but crack is whack it is but that's what you were doing the crack is cheap it is okay um so again just loving her putting a face to a name with the crack shit so we get into you know after she got fired as she went and she sat in the office somewhere in New York um, for this lady named Carol Ford. She said was her inspiration. And she sat in that office every day, like all day eating Doritos for like two weeks. And she revealed also that she was never in her adult life, never without a job for more than two weeks, which is also amazing. Right. Um, yeah, so she says that she sat in the office every day and the boss noticed her and he was like, okay, like, I just so happen to have an opening. You feel it. I see your dedication, da, da, da. Come fuck with me. So she does what she has to do. And then the whole time she had been in the lobby, she had been reading like tabloids and shit. So she talked about celebrity tea on the air the first day he had her on and he kind of lost it. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that shit? Do it again and do it forever. You have a job. That was pretty incredible. Right. Her luck was like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we kind of go into Wendy's life when she's working here and she reveals that she was dating Eric B of Eric B and Rakim. Uh, and she says that he kind of did her dirty she explains that basically he took her car from her that one time and made her late so then she rented a car for him instead of not renting a car for him and there was a warrant out for her arrest over this fucking car because he held it for too long like and he said he returned it for like over two weeks past the um return date yeah there we go return date and she emphasized that it was on her credit card um so then it it fucked up her credit after that too yeah and of course she got it on her credit card you know how women are um they'll do something for a man like that in a minute cancer woman maybe not i i just said they i yeah that's not my yeah yeah. um because I I know a lot of women I would. That's just like, that's I very common. And to me, I don't understand it. The, and, and it's shocking to me. But that's how <laughs> a lot of bitches are out here operating. I like That to me is always going to be shocking. I've never heard someone explain it in such a way that I could be like, oh, okay, yeah, like I understand. That makes sense. Um, outside of it being like your husband and you have shared assets anyway. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's literally like I love him, so like I'm doing this. this. Is the only explanation. But in that case, I feel like he already let you down because he already told you that he was gonna be back in time to give you your car back, um, so you can get a work get to work on time. And he didn't do that. So for me, it's like I'm not going to uh, reward your behavior by getting you a car in my fucking name. And a rental at that, like, that makes no sense. Like, I don't trust you at that point enough. Because you already told, in my opinion, like, you already told me that you don't give a fuck about me. That you're not even being 
courteous to the fact that, you know, I got to go to work. And if I'm paying for everything, why aren't you at least making sure that I'm getting to work on time? That to me, that means like you don't have common sense then. So now I know that we can't, we can't be together because you're not thinking. I'm like, if I'm the bitch that's paying for everything in this relationship, then you need to make sure that my ass is still on time. Even if you got to stop whatever you're doing, which is probably holding on the side, then you need to come here, pick me up, drop me off at work then, even if it's in my car. Like you didn't even do that. You know what I mean? So it was very disrespectful. It's just disrespectful. She crazy for that. Mm, yeah she was a fucking mess for that one Wendy made some just some crazy choices like they also showed like a random scene again that we're just skipping around a random scene where she was in the bathroom doing coke and then someone told her about the drama with Toto which I guess was like a very a big turning point for her mm-hmm. um that was just a funny scene in general <laughs> yeah she was literally doing you know, coke in the bathroom. She overheard some people talking, and then they were like, "Oh my god, like, are you Wendy?" And she was like, "Uh, yeah." And they were like, "Oh, we got some drama about Toto." And so she opens the door after doing her little crack in the, the bathroom, and she's like, "I said crack, whoop, coke in the bathroom." And um, she's like, "Oh, what's the tea?" And then she spills it, and then it kind of put her on the map a little bit, just because, um, I guess it it got out about Diddy also and everybody knows like Diddy was like a really big deal back then anyway right and now we're, we know that he's like notorious for not holding people down and not paying them properly because they only are able to put out one album and they never make money off of it so now that yeah. we know it's like the Diddy curse it. yeah here's the thing with, with Diddy you'll get an album and you'll get a fire album. Like oh yeah, it's gonna be a hit. It's gonna be a hit because it's your only one. Banging, but <laughs> if you release a second one, it either won't be that great, or your you know band is gonna dissolve after that, or you're gonna die. Those are the only circumstances that I've seen thus far with Diddy. There's no artist that has personally been signed to Diddy that works for Diddy that has had success and longevity you usually either get either or <laughs> you know what I mean as bleak as that is that it seems to be the case again he's a Scorpio so that's not really surprising shit transforms around him and sometimes that transformation includes death the ultimate transformation so it's it he turns is him quick turns him fast yeah buddy <laughs> it's tough it's really <laughs> tough I would just not sign it, you're just better off not doing so listen I tell this pe- to people all the time I'm like Scorpios is cool they're fun I love them I really do Um, but you will you will not survive <laughs> like, yeah they're always going to make it they're roaches they're always going to make it they're always going to make it they will always make it I promise you will not. And don't touch your luck. And <laughs> just don't dry it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wise, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, so her her Diddy storyline kind of begins here. You know, she loves to go for Puffy. Like, if she's feeling like it's a slow news day, she'll just throw out some nasty about Puffy. She doesn't give a fuck. I'm like, and, and you know what? And that's because there's a lot of nasty things to put out about it. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. 
there is he always has some dirt he really does i love to hear his tea because it's it's never shocking but it's always like another layer to him whoa right he's a lot going on yeah um yeah so basically this eric b shit kind of ends with her being done with him and getting an abortion on her own like without him knowing Did he find out when this movie came out? Did he find out sometime in between? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you didn't tell him then, but like, did he ever find out? I hate to think this is the first time he found out when he watched this movie. Because you know he clapped back because he's like, never was I borrowing cars from a bitch. Like, you know, they're quick to do that when you were. Like, you probably I had your you own were. cars too, but you also were using her car. If you're a young black man, I can infer that you probably have borrowed a chick's car at one point. <laughs> Let's just be clear. It's like their ammo. Yeah, that gives them power to control like your whereabouts and they can just roam around freely. Nonetheless. So him coming out saying that was never me. Like, okay, are are you also upset because you found out she aborted your child? Just curious. I mean, she really had no choice but to do so. I don't know what to say. All the, you know, pro-lifers can kiss my ass. She had no choice. <laughs> pro-life <laughs> somewhere else. You go go pro-life somewhere else. They're like, he honestly left her in between a rock and a hard place. The fetus had to go. I don't know what to say. She just like wasn't in the space to have a baby. And then he wasn't the guy to be the dad. She was in the throes of like a coke and crack addiction. She didn't have the time. And she was still trying it. to build a career. You know, yeah. it, was, yeah. it, it was a lot going on for her. She just like didn't have the time. And that's perfectly fine. I stand by her decision. I stand by you, Wendy. Yeah, Wendy, we stand with you and by you. Um, so something interesting, let's talk really quickly about the fact that she skipped her first marriage, which was crazy for her to skip. Yeah, when I was watching it, I realized, like, oh, she didn't even give that <laughs> dude the time of day, much like Charlemagne, which is, which tells me that there was more to that story, especially. I honestly think she probably would have skipped Kevin if she could have. <laughs> well, no, I feel like she couldn't skip Kevin. I feel like this movie's title should have been the Wendy and Kevin movie. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, she would have if she could, but she, one, has a kid with him, and two, he was her manager at some point, so, like, everybody knew about him. So, like, at that point, like, he was too involved. But it's really peculiar that she chose to skip the first one. She might make it seem like it just wasn't that important, but I'm sure it probably was. She called him a simple rebound off of Eric B. I don't marry my rebounds, so I don't... Right, you aborted Eric B's baby, and you're saying actually getting married to some other dude was the rebound? That's yeah. like, you know what I mean? One does not equal the other. You might as well kept the baby if you if you were pressed about him, it seems. Hmm. 
Hmm. Um, did a little research on the marriage, and the guy says that it ended because of her addiction. So there's that. Okay, well, that's fair, I guess. Completely fair. The other thing that's just kind of interesting is like, yeah, she did the coke really early in the movie and lit the spoon up really early to give us perspective, but then we also didn't see her do drugs nearly enough. You know what I mean? Right. Um, my whole problem with this whole movie is that a lot of it was kind of um, a lot of the things, the events that happened were kind of just like brushed over or made to not be as big of a deal as as they were. There's kind of like a cognitive dissonance when watching this movie because I don't think you realize as you're watching it and ingesting it, like what you're quite ingesting. It's like being I don't know it's like eating some food or something and someone's telling you the ingredients and like they're kind of like laughing and smiling as they're telling you there's cyanide in it and you're like oh yeah like wait what cyanide like it was like oh wait what your parents yeah, no, she really like Charlamagne has said Disney fight it it really was softened the blow made it seem way more glittery and cool than it was yeah, it's like, wait, what? Your parents wage you every day. Wait, what? You were doing coke and crack. Like, wait, what? You were raped. Like, wait, what? Like, and it's just like, uh, to, to you an, skipped over your almost, whole first marriage. Wait, what? Like, yeah, like to an almost like bizarre degree. Like, I get like not letting your past define you or, you know, not wanting people to pity you or whatever. Like, I understand all of that, but. Some things deserve to have a little, we need to like sit in the sadness. I know sadness is not everyone's, you know, thing. And I get that. But sometimes some things are fucking sad. And sometimes we do need to just sit and let it rock for a little bit. I feel like brushing it under the rug and pretending like that shit wasn't as bad as it was. I don't see how that helps you in the end either. (laughs) It helps us. You're supposed to be giving this tell-all. We want to know what was happening and you robbing us of some of like the darkest moments, which is totally what we signed up for when we watched this movie, hence why it's on fucking Lifetime. And you choose to omit some of them. That's like the fault of her being so involved. Like I was excited for her to be involved because I'm thinking, okay, she's going to give some details that obviously no one else would know but Wendy. And then she did it. It's almost mm-hmm. better if someone else did it that's like close, like sources, quote unquote, because they would have spilled more tea. Right. It's like parts where you can tell it's like good that she's involved, but like on the flip side, I want another one where she's not. Because like, again, as a Scorpio Moon, I know you got some dark moments and I want to see them. Unfortunately... I don't feel like anyone can do it because, be- again, going back to her being a Scorpio Moon, like, I know that shit's well hidden for the most part or there's half-truths everywhere, you know what I mean? So you would need her to be able to decipher it. But I just, I don't, I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. So she's ready and she won't be ready until she's about to, like, kick the bucket. She so. has to die. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. They're going to have to wait until she passes to, like, do a true, like, here, here's what was going on. It's going to have to be, like, the people on the set are telling T, her son's telling T. Like, we, exactly. we need a lot of sources. Her, her siblings. Yeah. <sighs> mm. 
but yeah I was, so pretty upsetting that we did we were robbed of that first marriage and again <laughs> if it ended because of your addiction let's let us see like we don't even see quick moments where she's just taking a quick bump or anything like if you're really the way you were saying like she had said in the interview she was doing an eight ball a fucking day can we see just a couple times where you hit a quick line I mean, there were a couple, like, line moments. Like, when she was in the bathroom, they did that, like, you know, total shit or whatever. Um, but not nearly enough. Not, not nearly, nearly enough. enough. Um, to the point where, like, your marriage is ending because of it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. She made it seem like she did it for fun sometimes. She seemed like a casual <laughs> user the way she had it. Mm. She didn't make it seem like she was like in the throes of an addiction, which is what I signed up for. So pretty upset about that. Um, but and it, again, we could have cut some of this Kevin content because Kevin comes pretty early in the movie and we're stuck with this fucker for the rest of the goddamn movie. We could have not seen him a couple more scenes and seen some other shit, some other boyfriends, college, you know, the first marriage anything really i just you're really hung up on the first marriage i just really feel like yeah you know i'm pissed i can't not look at this the actor for kevin and i think of p valley like he is suge knight from p valley to me like you know like i just it was hard for me to detach he played he's so like typecasted he is and and i don't even know why because it's not like he was that phenomenal in fucking p-valley wow watch your fucking mouth i'm just saying let's be realistic here i loved him you know like i would vote for him in people's choice awards or whatever but it's just (laughs) (laughs) but i i i I don't know it's just this whole movie i really can't we listen, you guys. We watched it, so y'all wouldn't have to pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny way to frame it. <laughs> like, listen to us. If you're confused as we're giving this review, just think about how confused you're gonna be when you're watching the fucking movie. Like, I can't even tell you. Right, people who watch the movie can relate to how confused we are, and people who didn't because it's so jumbled should know it was a confusing movie. But yeah. So unfortunately, again, we meet Kevin like 30, 40 minutes in. It's a two-hour event. He's with us the rest of the fucking time. She meets Kevin in the club. He looks at her. She looks at him. Which everyone knows is a no-no. She sends, (laughs) um, well, he sends a goon over to give her (laughs) some matches. Not a goon. <laughs> yeah, goon. Um, and she, you know, completely forgot about him and what was going on, except for she was cleaning out her purse and she saw the matches with his name on it, and she called it, you know, the hit the pager, and he called like that, and from there, she told him, "Come pick me up after work. If you don't, you're lost." That was a Which bold like. move, no? Yeah, I was like, "Which I like." Um, and clearly, I mean, he did too. But it's just funny because obviously, like as as women, I think initially we're made to believe like to not be 
um I don't even want to say aggressive but that's not really the proper terminology but like not to be direct mm-hmm. but like men love that <laughs> like I feel like you attract and get way more things that you want when you're more direct than when you're not so I appreciated seeing that because it worked Shit. yeah I really liked that I was like oh wow maybe I put that in my relatives you use it why it's- not it's on some real pull up or shut up shit. Like I was kind of alluded to earlier. Like I'm really tired. Like pull up or shut up. Like I don't. What's the like? What's the point? We don't have to do the song and dance. We really don't. Yeah, I live in the era of like apps and stuff. You all, we should all take a windy approach of like, <laughs> come through or just like this isn't it. I mean, yeah, pandemic aside. Look, we know it's a pandemic. You still gotta find love, okay? Um. But there's still ways to, like, show up. I think... I mean... For sure. You know, like... As, as the kids like to say these days, like, apply pressure. There's a way to apply pressure without you even needing to be in my space. But obviously back then they didn't really have, you know, a pandemic to deal with. So pull up. <laughs> like, really, like, on some pull up. Uh, the matches shit, that's cute. Sending your friend over to talk to me for you. That's cute. Pull up. She also kind of, not kind of, really emphasized that he was a thug and like a street dude that, like the bad boy she fell in love with. And yeah. just as a Kevin overall, a Kevin though, like real life Kevin, who we has been revealed to be Kelvin. This is a real like hits blunt moment. His name is Kelvin, and her child's name is Kevin Jr. So is he really Kelvin Jr.? Well, did he get, like, a real name change? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. That was just interesting to me. It'd be funny I mean, if Kevin I, Jr. is really Kelvin. I mean, I prefer the name Kevin over Kelvin also. I mean, I think and not even that I'm, I'm not even that gung-ho about the name Kevin. Sorry to all the Kevins out there, but... um. <laughs> but if I had to choose to do the two, I guess I'd go around calling myself Kevin also. I doubt he got a professional. I said professional. I doubt he got a legal name change because, I mean, men, black men in the law, like, it's just not a good thing. So, like, they... Right, he's not going they, to court if he doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, like, they rarely, if ever, are actually going to court. So that's really interesting. <laughs> I know. I, I was really like hung up on that. That his real name is yeah. Kelvin. Um, but just an overall note about Kelvin, like we know him in the press as being basically her pit bull that scared off everyone and no one wanted to work with her and kind of was like her bodyguard in a weird way, but also isolated her. But I feel like we had never heard that he was some thug though. Mm. Like, she made it seem like he had his ear to the streets and, like, he was good in the hood type shit. It was like that? Or is I mean, she rewriting history? I feel like that was a generous edit. He got a lot of generous edits, I think. A, a lot of confusion because listen to her tell before you know, he's no good. And listen to other people talk about him. They definitely don't think he's good. 
But then I felt very confused. And again, the cognitive dissonance watching this film because I just felt like she was pretty generous uh, up until the end, of course. And even then, like... Really generous in the end, even. I still didn't even... I still didn't even think I really understood the magnitude of what this man was doing. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. I mean, <laughs> Jay, listen, like, this movie really softened the blow on a lot of shit. And I was so confused. I'm like, why is none of this hitting the way it should? Because this is actually crazy. And listen, y'all, I watched this movie completely sober and I'm giving it a completely sober review right now. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck went on. Like, I can't even tell you the magnitude of what this man really did and how that did, did not translate through the film. Like, I don't even know what to tell you. Wow. And I'm not sober, so my whole third eye is open and I'm not understanding what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm like, so here, so confused. You are getting this review from a non-sober and a sober and we are both confused and that's bad. That's really bad. And Wendy's obviously not sober right now. Okay, this movie had a cokey energy to it. <laughs> like her behind the scenes, like doing a couple lines and then like making some directorial choices is quite clear. I'm sorry. Like, Wendy, the cat's out the fucking bag, babe. like sweetie um honey I don't know really bizarre and so we go from he pulls up to they're in a full relationship he pulled up that's that's after that call she made that hasty call and then next thing we know it's two months in, he's bringing her breakfast in bed, and she lets him know, I'm getting lipo and my tits done, and you have no say. Right. And then that's when she says the whole thing about the weight. She's like, look, here's the thing. My parents used to weigh me every day, and I'm getting tits, and I'm getting lipo. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? What the fuck does one have to do with the other? I guess it was all to tie into like her body dysmorphia and how she wanted to to do this because that made her feel good, which I which again makes sense, but for some reason it just didn't connect right. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't see her go to a consultation or her think about it. Like in those moments where she's narrating, never did she say like, oh, and I was thinking about getting my body done. Like that was never mentioned. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, I love you. I'm next week, I'm laying on the operating table and like getting tits and getting like, oh. And like huge, ginormous tits at that. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just like your regular boob job. I'm going full Dolly Parton. I also didn't understand how the tits were supposed to make you feel better about your self image. Tits that were crazily disproportionate from the rest of your body i didn't understand how that was gonna help the dysmorphia but i mean what do i, I too was lost because it's like tits make you look bigger and they're like heavy and especially because wendy sorry i mean you all we're going to be talking body here she's making us i'm sorry um because wendy doesn't have an ass and she doesn't have 
hips or a waist or any sort of curve there <laughs> it like really emphasizes the tits she's like straight up that's and my, down and that's my point i'm like i didn't get how that maybe as a preliminary a first step but i didn't think stopping there was like the goal like, I, <laughs> I think if she I would have assumed if she was going there like things would have just been done differently so it was like really shocking to see this is the choice she made and I noticing the also... boobs up until this point it was really jarring I think that was also just like the sign of the times too I think you know boobs were like way way more in back then than they are now totally yeah it's all about the ass and the hip the laterals as they say so um yeah (laughs) i mean you know what do what makes you happy i just didn't get it (laughs) also on the surgery note she never addressed like her nose job i didn't think that was fair she didn't address any face work None at all. We didn't even see her get like Botox once. And we're like plastic surgery experts on here, as you all know. And like we know. There was much more that needed to be talked about, but she didn't talk. I think getting a nose job is like a major surgery we could have seen. Right. Especially as a black person. Yeah. Just some perspective <laughs> would have been nice. You're like a black person. <laughs> Every time I say black person, <laughs> I just like, like Brandy say that. Um, so interesting that you know again the nose job was skipped over and then she makes a note saying that he's kevin's a quote thug with a heart of gold again with this thug thing and i'm not buying it oxymoron but all right (laughs) that's what every girl has to say about her own thug like he's a thug, but like has a, he has like the best heart, like the sweetest heart. He like hates everyone, but like me, like he's so protective. Yeah, they <laughs> love that. It's like he also hates you. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so, like, I hate to be the one. You're to tell just you. gonna be the last person to find it out. That's the problem. I'm like I'm actively watching him hate you, also. But whatever, go ahead with your thug with a heart of gold because he didn't say no to the surgeries i mean what is he going to say i'm sure he also didn't understand what it was going to look like before it happened i mean he hears a tit <laughs> job he hears some lipo he's like okay they're like that's hot like okay whatever she's gonna get like a tiny waist and like bigger boobs what man is mad was kevin shocked what she came out <laughs> let's play a game was kevin shocked <laughs> <laughs> and i'm going to venture to say stunned probably i mean again he strayed soon thereafter so i'm not (laughs) (laughs) he was literally loyal to her up until he saw her post-surgery and he was like post-op and he was like oh okay like i could step out for some other body types She also she also just emphasizes that Kevin has good pipe, which again it's just like disgusting. Yeah, he's really heinous. 
there was something that she said in this movie that I was like why would she put that in there and I can't remember now for the life of me what it was I should have wrote it down but it was particularly heinous was it referring to him maybe I'll go back and find it at some point when I have the strength okay. <laughs> um also in the words of generous editing the body they gave this woman post-op was also generous Wendy's waist was never snatched like that again this woman was a generous casting period I mean I mean and that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> so her body post-surgery didn't look like the Wendy we have come to know so she looked kind of cute when she first walked on the scene and she had she like noted that everyone was staring at her and like lusting over her again generous edit I think some of them were staring at you like gawking versus saying like oh my god I would fuck her tonight it's like interesting choice Wendy um And then she talks about it on air. So she comes back on air for the first time. And she says, you know, I paid for my own surgeries. Ladies always pay for your surgeries. You don't want some man saying he paid for your shit. And they kick her off the air because it's too controversial to be talking about getting plastic back then, which is crazy. Yeah, like, wait, what? Which is, like that's nothing these days i mean people still lie about it but like it's not controversial to get plastic surgery it's more controversial to lie about it than to get it yeah exactly so it was i don't know it was crazy she got suspended for two weeks over that in that day total just so happens to be outside now earlier we talked about her cokey moment in the bathroom and then those fans telling her about some rumors about total so they pulled up to the radio station her first day back post-op and they were trying to fight. Um, the timing was interesting and also Kevin's timing was interesting because Kevin just so happened to pull up immediately like two minutes after the girls pulled up. He barked and everyone moved and then he came and saved her <laughs> and like swooped her up. Not barked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's exactly what he did. And then they left. Like, that's all it took was somebody to say, leave. And then you left. Didn't y'all come to square up? Yeah, I'm about to say, y'all gave up pretty quick. Uh. <laughs> right, he was like, move. And they were like, and they Sorry. scurried away. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they moved. <laughs> and I couldn't tell that, like, was that an actual thing that happened? Or was this, again, a generous Kevin edit? Do you want Kevin back? I'm so confused. This one, like, I think this movie was, like, a big one of my big takeaways was she's still in love with this man. You know, like, I, she really must be. It was, it's sad. I don't think she would say or acknowledge that she is, but she definitely is. Hmm. Um. So this was just a big day for her in general, because this is, again, on a drug tip. The day that Wendy claims she threw away all of her coke 
and then went sober in four days cold turkey no sober house no rehab no program no nothing yeah so it was a little sus i'm like all right I'm not saying that you you couldn't have and you didn't, but uh, um, uh, you couldn't have and you didn't. (laughs) 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 You could have, but I'm sure. But like those kind of breaks don't last long. I'll say that. Like it, it, that's just not how it works and honestly with any addiction like it takes a few times to to really kick it into high gear anyway so again on my complaining about the drug note she makes this seem like she kicks the habit here and it never comes back she's never done coke again after this day it's how the movie is set up are you fucking kidding me again are you fucking kidding me you think i'm a fucking dummy don't you again you think i'm fucking stupid it's insulting honestly (laughs) (laughs) if you think um and again this is a theory i've shared with jay you know you all should know by now i'm rich with theories I, i have nothing to do with my spare time obviously (laughs) <laughs> but in the movie, honestly, like supported a lot of it. We'll get into it later. But she definitely relapsed a right around the time that that Lady Liberty should happen. I, she may have used casually up until that point, but not like a regular using. And then after that happened, then she got on some opiates, you know, the drugs they give you at the hospital. I think that was her gateway back into her full-fledged addiction, which she is currently still suffering from so of course she's not going to admit that um but it was just really crazy that she made it seem like the day basically the day after she got the tit job which we've known ten you know tindy we've known titty wendy we've known wendy Mm -hmm. for a long time now and we've known her with those tits and she's saying ever since we've known her as a television personality not a line has been consumed. Not a bump. Yeah. Not a when I when I saw that they were actually gonna cover the Lady Liberty scene, um I too was like, okay, we're gonna finally get some clarity. And when I realized that we weren't gonna get clarity, that's when I realized why am I watching this? I'm actually only watching this because you wanted to talk about it because I feel like I learned nothing. <laughs> I learned absolutely nothing. And if anything, I'm actually more confused now than I was before. <laughs> yeah, like I think I knew her better before this. <laughs> yeah. I was really disappointed when she didn't address that because then right after that, she was in rehab and then went to like a sober living house and stuff. I'm like, so obviously something was going on. You were doing something. She made it seem like she drank one bottle of wine and then they sent her to rehab. I'm like, that's not true. That's not not true, true, babe. It's not true. 
you're on the air five days a week. You may think you're hiding your addiction, but um, it's, dare I say, on display. Right. Um, it's not radio. And even in radio, we could hear it. I've listened to, a lot of people were pissed that she didn't do the Judge Joe Mathis interview that she had, so I went back and listened to it. Wendy was lit in that interview. Mm. And Judge Joe Mathis ate her up. First of all, she's congested as fuck. And Judge Joe Mathis was like, you're a fucking user, you fucking junkie. I was like, whoa, judge. Jesus Christ. Because he, he knows better. She was accusing him of using cocaine, and he's like, meanwhile, you fucking junkie. I was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> they had, like, people calling in. They were like, damn, he's eating you up. Why can't you reply, Wendy? He was like, she's too high to say anything, but... And Wendy said hmm. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when's his, his birthday because he be eating people up and i find it hilarious every time it is it's really funny he gets hot judge mathis <laughs> yeah judge joe mathis was snapping and i was really living for that interview and that could have been addressed and a lot of people were also calling for the time that angie martinez martinez and her like well angie martinez beat her ass wasn't in this movie either. Like, that was more relevant than, like, total pulling up and not hitting Okay, so, first of all, my mom asked me, she's like, oh my god, did you guys that scene? Yeah, I'm like, I don't even think that's in this movie. Um, And it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, he's an Aries, of course. That's why he's so fucking aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's why he was eating that poor little cancer. Uh! And didn't give a fuck. And don't. <laughs> it wouldn't take it back, like, he was I was stunned. I couldn't believe. <laughs> like, damn, Joe. Bitch, his name is Greg. I'm calling him <laughs> Judge Joe Mathis. It's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Joe. <laughs> Fucking ate her ass. You better be careful. He might eat your ass up. Allegedly. Greg Mathis from Detroit, honey. Right, I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking about Joe. No, but I also love that he's from Detroit. It shows. Yikes. Um, <sighs> yeah, so that was great, and that could have been in this movie. But we get none of that. Instead, we're told that Kevin's a thug with a heart and that her body is so high, everyone wants to fuck her. Mm. <sighs> Um, we also are led to believe that Kevin is a stoner. They emphasize that a lot, that he smokes a lot of weed. Yeah, they showed him with, like, you know, a couple, like, blunts in his hand and such, which, I mean, and that's fine. (laughs) I was going to say something. I'm like, "Ah, What I was going to say is he gives a bad rap to stoners. (laughs) (laughs) I, I believe I know a lot of stoners are a lot more relaxed and better people than him it's really upsetting that he is representing stoners in this movie i'm just willing to believe that all the times he was geeked up he just wasn't on weed (laughs) let's just be clear there's many things i felt like doing you know when i smoked but there's getting crunk you know like barking at people that's not really one of them i can assure you 
she says that he never cared about her addiction like he didn't stop her but he also didn't support it and i'm like did he ever hit it or what's the deal on that my thing is probably i just don't see how you can think physically live with someone who's doing that that you know they're doing it and not have took a part of it yourself at some point even if it was just a little bit even if it was like half a line even if it was one time you know what I mean now it's different if you like obviously didn't know that was going on you found out you're like oh fuck like I would live with you know this person and I didn't know but generally if you know I don't know like you're you probably tried it or tried something else yeah, you can't just be, you can't live with a full-blown addict and just be neutral about their addiction. Yeah, you gotta pick a side. <laughs> so sorry. I'm confused. Like, you're either by not saying anything, you're all automatically picking a side. Call it neutral or not. So it was bizarre. And he, like, never encouraged her to quit, and it just seems like he didn't want her, like, sharp, I guess. <laughs> Um. Okay, so sh- let's talk about the pregnancies and let's talk about the miscarriages. So Wendy gets pregnant, like seven weeks pregnant, has a miscarriage. Then she gets like a couple months pregnant. I want to say like four months pregnant, and then in five. the middle of the night she had oh five, and then in mm-hmm. the middle of the night she has a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Next miscarriage, it's nineteen ninety nine. How far along is she at this point? Like six? I think it was another five. It just kept happening at five months. Okay, so at five months, she has another one. But this one, ha- she has to actually deliver. It's a stillborn, not just like a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And that was like not great to watch. I maintain my stance on that, like hands down. I think that is probably one of the worst if not the worst experiences that like a woman I shouldn't say the worst but I think it's it's definitely a top five terrible experience that I feel like a woman has some women have to go through yeah because it's it's, crazy it's, it's the idea of like I still have to give birth I still have to go through the labor process and know that I will not get any like fruits of my labor quite literally yeah you know what i mean again trigger warning we're gonna put all these trigger warnings in the beginning um because this is obviously you know really triggering for someone i'm sure out there and my apologies for not we should have prefaced it by earlier by saying that but so i can completely understand like and but again like the movie does not this was this was the only part where it kind it felt more like okay yeah like serious this is feeling serious i get that you know what i mean but even then it still kind of was glossed it was still glossed over for me yeah <laughs> i still didn't get like you know what I mean? like i could imagine somebody who this is like your third well this is your fourth pregnancy your third time with your current husband and uh you know and your your what is this third miscarriage like that's a lot 
and I don't know how you were able to go through it. I hate to say that you were strong because obviously you wouldn't have chosen this path if you could have chosen, but like Jesus Christ. It felt like she wasn't even giving herself credit for some of the shit that she had to go through. You know what I mean? Seriously, Um, because to still want to carry a child to term and want to still give birth after you gave birth to a stillborn with many miscarriages before that. And Judge Asterisk, Greg Mathis said on that interview, um, (laughs) one of the many mudslinging things he was saying, he said that like, didn't you have like eight abortions? He was doing like one of those yikes so like let's say she gave generous editing here and only acknowledged one abortion and she's had probably more than one like damn she's been through a lot when it comes to fertility and especially <laughs> but, like her being a cancer like that's of course like that's insanity you know that rocks their fucking world i mean clearly fertility isn't her issue it was caring that's her issue i'm like the fertility is fine because she's clearly getting pregnant um without any trouble she's getting pregnant naturally um you know yeah, the just carrying and then you know they figured out a way for her to carry it was to literally just relax um literal bed rest and then like after all that to still want to like i said carry your child to term and not only that be on bed rest know. from the moment you how. find out you're pregnant i don't know how because, i mean but listen at the end of the day you know, listen, at the end of the day, obviously a lot of women and, you know, I'm talking about like cis, you know, cis women, um, they just feel like it's like their, you know, duty to like have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, well, what, what, like, what was my purpose if I didn't have a kid? You know what I mean? Not that I agree with that, but clearly like she was kind of running under the same like mindset operation because like some people like is like yo all you need is just one <laughs> like one solidifies how you feel in the world like your space in the world I feel like for some women so it's just crazy the lengths that she had to go through to, to solidify that point but alas and even if she did have eight abortions none of that had to do with her cervix which is well which is what she alluded to and had the doctor say in the movie. Now, is that the truth? I'm not sure. But that's what the doctor said in the movie, that her cervix was too weak, and that's why she wasn't carrying the baby's full term, because her cervix wasn't able to hold the baby up to sustain a life past a certain point. So... She gained 103 pounds on bed rest and carried her Mm -hmm. baby to term. Do what you're going to do. What a luxury to be able to just run your radio show from your bed. Well, that was the thing I was thinking. I was like, wow, like, a good thing she worked in radio. <laughs> Seriously. And that it wasn't like back in the 80s. At least it was like almost 2000 at this point. So they had some ability for her to be able to record at home, but that was crazy. And then also, to have, I mean, Kevin was obviously doing his own thing as well, but to also have him around to wait on you hand and foot and carry you everywhere. She said she never stood for more than five minutes. Whoa. 
Um, so it's safe to say that Kevin Kelvin Jr. is like a miracle baby. And that's why she's probably so protective over him. And she says in this movie, kind of at the beginning to preface it, like, don't ever come for my son. I'm going to tell right. you all of this, but like, don't bring my son up in regards to any of this. Right. And literally does not bring up the child at all at any other point in the movie beyond that. Yeah, we see him as like a toddler, but never anything more than like goo goo gaga. He doesn't have any lines. We don't see her drop him off at school. We don't see him come home for school. Like nothing. Um, and that's kind of how she treats him in real life too. She spends a lot of time with him behind the scenes and in, in, at home and in real life, but we never really see him around or hear about him. She'll allude to him sometimes, but he's very off limits for her. And that's fair. Right. Unfortunately, she has a lot of things that appear to be off limits, but her son seriously is off limits. So, yeah, the son I'll give her. Everything else, not so much. Yeah, we need to know what's going on with everything else. Sorry, but the son, we respect that, and no one really tries her on it he, because it's okay. We're not trying to dig into your son. There's a lot more we can dig into and not bring up Kevin ever, Kevin Jr. ever. So, um, kind of again, really quick. We go to, she's hiring a private investigator. She says, she's like, my advice has always been hire, have a private investigator on speed dial. And it originated once she hired this private investigator to find out about Kevin and his whereabouts. Um, and then she like does this weird scene where she is like hitting a steering wheel because she just confirmed that he was like with, the girl because by hiring a private investigator I meant she hired herself so she went hunting after him and found him with the girl that he said was like a one time thing which duh it wasn't a one time thing how did you feel about his excuse as to why he was with this woman or why the affair started the classic like mm-hmm. I couldn't have sex with you you were on bed rest I couldn't even hold you like all that mm-hmm I mean, it's a crack of shit anytime because obviously Wendy wasn't having sex either. So it's like, if I can hold it together, you should be able to too. I'm over here carrying your child. But most of the time I find it to be bullshit when the man says it because it's like, okay. But in his case, it kind of was like a little true. Like, you know what I mean? He was kind of waiting on her hand and foot and was really being there for her and then not getting any intimacy. I was thinking the same thing again, not excusing it and not saying that he, you know, had the right to cheat on her. Like at the end of the day, you're a grown ass man. We still make decisions that we still make decisions. And, but it was a valid point to bring up that he is and has been with you throughout all of these, you know, miscarriages and stillborns and is now even waiting on you hand and foot. Like you had really no complaints, no qualms about you know, how he's been helping you out and servicing you throughout this whole nine to 10 month, almost a year of pregnancy and bed rest. Now, should he have gone therapy? Obviously, both of y'all really? Yeah. 
but men really choose that route so I'm not really surprised um but I was kind of like uh I mean again not excusing it but I do see like where he's coming from I can understand why you would feel why he would feel like lonely or emotionally crave like the touch of a woman yeah 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 that was the only time I was like, oh, okay, that, well, in general, we're here now. In general, I was kind of thinking, maybe even I'm giving Kevin a generous edit because he did deal with Wendy. But I, I don't think I had ever really thought about that. And again, hate to bring up the addiction here, but a whole addict and she's Wendy Williams on top of all of that. And he's, you know how many people have come for Wendy that he's probably had to fight off with they've alluded to many a times that he was again her bodyguard in every sense of the word and really protected her so he's dealt with a lot of people I'm sure put out a lot of fire started a lot for sure also put out quite a few a couple people coming for Wendy I mean he said it in the movie himself he's like you know like how I've had to like wish you like confronted him about like you know cheating he's like you know how many people like I've had to like you know how hard it is to be like your husband? Like I've had to go after and in between so many people. Um, just because of the shit that you be saying about them. It's true. It's true. And I hadn't really thought about that before this movie. That wasn't mm-hmm. her point to prove, but she kind of proved it by giving him such a, like a nice edit. He kind of put it in perspective. Like you kind of are a lot a handful and you don't he doesn't just get this lifestyle without paying a price so and it's a big price but so after that um this is the scene that we saw in the trailer where she runs up on him um and yelling at him and hitting him and saying she found out he cheated and then she says quote if you ever cheat on me again kevin i swear and i promise you you will lose me you will lose me. Um, and we, I mean, we all know that's like a lie. But... <laughs> like, obviously, she was lying. This was decades ago at this point. And she stayed for a long time. So she was lying. It's funny that she believed herself, though. <laughs> Those cancer women always do, don't they? <laughs> you actually thought you would have the balls to leave him? No, you, it took you quite some time to get there. And it's admirable that you threaten him like that. Um, she tries to be nice to herself and says, well, like, our relationship was never the same after that time. I'm like, okay, well, you can call it what you want. But she still took him back. Knowing he was maintaining an affair, not even just like fucking bitches on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also again, on the addiction tip, during this thing when he's yelling at her, one of the things he yells at her is like, you're a whole coke addict. And again, she made it seem like she had kicked that habit like five years ago at this point. So why would he be listing it in the reasons why you're a lot to deal with? Mm-hmm. Hmm, she flubbed that a little bit. Right. Um, then, again, okay, Wendy gets her body done again. She she says she got it done right and tight. 
Uh, so Get we're right. hit, we're right. hit to Get the next right. tit and next lipo round. <laughs> um, and around this time is when the Diddy shit happened, where she alluded to Diddy fucking Mace allegedly was like the real thing she had said on the radio. And then he called up to her job. Like and he and he was not happy. I mean, now listen. There's been several, several, <laughs> like beyond several. What's the next claims, thing up? <laughs> and several claims by multiple different kinds of women um, that allege that Diddy has had some sort of homosexual affair with somebody. I want to say I'll what's his name again Bentley is his last name I can't think of his Fonsworth name Bentley yeah um had alluded to walking in on in her book her many claims she said that he was nailing Fonsworth yeah. and that's when you know Diddy was priming him during the from G's to Gents era so yeah <laughs> so I mean listen where there's smoke there's fire and again the issue is not that he is or isn't um bisexual or gay the issue is that you are out here i don't know lying about it but then also getting caught so i mean you might as well well listen it's no one's business to out anybody let's be clear and we can also understand why he wouldn't want to go around telling people because of who he is mm-hmm. but at this point it's also feeling like give it up delicious like i don't how many more claims are there going to be? How many more people are you going to get axed to, to cover your, to cover it up? You know what I mean? I just, at this point, if you're, if I hear you're a musician, I'm just assuming off the cuff, you're like bisexual. I mean. Have dipped into both for sure. <laughs> like, we, again, we all know sexuality is spe- spectrum anyway. And I just feel like musicians are especially very very well in tune with both sides of the spectrum let's just say that (laughs) so i mean at this point we're just we're standing outside the closet we're all (laughs) at this point you're lying to yourself more than me yeah i've we've heard again countless stories about what you do in your free time and yeah you're probably upset it's leaking there's probably your colleagues are doing it and they're not getting told on but something about your operation is sloppy and it's getting out yeah i'm like either stop being this sloppy or step out show me what you all about (laughs) like you obviously have a rat in your camp you can either get the fucking rat out or like come out like you literally have somebody who like literally wants you (laughs) <laughs> someone obviously like, you're fucking you is pissed <laughs> like and they're you telling you they leak it every time they leak when you're with somebody every time so you might as well just like get the jump on them at this point you know what i mean <laughs> like they're the ones that you need to get fired and axed or you're over here worried about wendy she's just getting second third hand information <laughs> but and she's a bitch for reporting it yes i don't disagree but, absolutely she made a career kind of of like outing people 
but again, you see she's literally been bullied and and rejected and ridiculed her whole fucking life. It's really no shock that this is the career that she chooses to pursue. Like it it really isn't when you really think about it. Yes, she made light of the situation and she made it seem like, you know, this I've always wanted to do this is me, this is me, this is fine. But I'm sure there's a lot of like deep psychological issues that have gone into it. And that's why she's in the career that she's in. Nobody that's like 100% happy is doing the work that she's doing. Let's just be clear. You know what I mean? She made a career of like hating on other people, essentially. And and hurting other people. Hurt people, hurt people. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's quite evident. So she basically gets fired for that Diddy has her fired, really. And again, they kind of softened the blow on that. They made it seem loosely. Like, well, she didn't really clarify that like what it really was and she didn't clarify that he really got her fired basically which again they were going to pay her to keep her out of you like going to the competition but never have her on air again which is crazy that she had that much like clout that they would still pay her just to not mm-hmm. go somewhere else um but you know of course that's her passion she's not happy with just getting paid she wants to be on the radio she goes back to her old um her old station, they take her back and she's back on the radio, doing her thing, spilling the tea, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. We cut to like the Charlemagne, <laughs> the Charlemagne scene, the quickie where they're at the club and Wendy was doing some appearances. So she was kind of a regular at this place. And she noticed that Kevin was talking to this woman, this bartender, something there. And she asked Charlamagne, like, who is that? And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I went to high school with her. And that was it. And that was it. <laughs> we never see Charlamagne again. Um, Nightshade Wendy again with the casting of Charlamagne was really everything to me. Yeah, uh, and then there's some station that's calling, or, like, some producer calling her saying that he... They want to hire her for like some panel type shows and stuff. And Kevin says like, no, you're worth, you're not worth a panel. You need to be doing your own shit. So that's how he ends up ultimately helping her secure a deal of a 30 set like episode order for five days a week doing hot topics as we know, which is the Wendy show that was like at this point, I think on BET. Yep. Um, and then yeah, and then I just wrote that note to myself about how like when she crossed over to TV, she was also instantly a hit again because she stands out in the way she looks. Like, yeah, the tits were a horrible decision, but also they made her stand out. And you're like, who is this woman with those ginormous tits? <laughs> <laughs> who says like, oh, you know, and like crazy yeah. wigs, like a big personality in a size Literally. eleven chip say what you want but she has a very distinct look and a very distinct voice very distinct personality (laughs) you know what I mean she's definitely made a a name for herself you really can't take that away from her you know who the bitch is um and much like she did in the movie we skipped over her Philly past because she really skipped over Philly which apparently played a huge role in her career and building her and people were Philly are sick that she didn't really mention them but she made it seem like she was in Philly for like five seconds and did like one show and then left mm. so 
you know, she secures her show and life is great on that side, but she finds out from this very weird scene where she just sits down with someone who seems like Kevin's friend. Like, I don't know who this person is. And she just asks him a question and he simply like reveals the whole plot of the side bitch and that he has a house for her and that they're like laid up together every night. Speaking of rats, like who is that dude who just with no pressure just folded and told every detail to Wendy? Well, also, why did I have to ask you? No one thought to tell this bitch? No one thought to tell Wendy? This man is has a whole ass house with this woman 10 miles away from my house? And y'all go there and have like lunch and shit? Like what you're the there f- more than you're at my house? The fuck? And he was telling her but also like as if it wasn't a big deal. Again, like as if she knew. But he if she knew, like, you wouldn't have to tell her every detail like that. Right? And he was like, man, like, I told Kev this ain't a good... What? Huh? You told Kev, what the fuck? This man had a whole... And again, cognizance because she literally did not... Again, I can't tell y'all how, like, you just... And you watch it, you, you don't realize what you're watching because... <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this man literally had a home with this woman 10 miles away from the home that he had with Wendy is actually criminal, sociopathic, psychopathic. I don't know if that's really a thing anymore. You know, they go in and out on the DSM-5. Whatever. That is just crazy behavior to me. No sane man does that. It's and I feel I feel her. She's like, so it's not even an apartment, it's a house. And that's nuts. Right. And then also, even just the way she edited this, because when she was doing her whole press for this shit, she was going on and saying that she knew he carried on an affair for like if they were married for 20 years, like 17 of those years. But she also made it seem like she had no idea in this movie. She was like, I was okay with him having an apartment, just like not a house. I'm like, yeah, an apartment for a whore. Like you fully knew that he had this other woman. Why was it, to me, it wouldn't have been as shocking if we had known that she knew there was a girl, but just didn't know there was a house. She made it seem like she didn't even know about this whole woman. But I'm with her. I'm like, it's disrespectful to even have to go through this, period. But it's one thing for an apartment than a house. You got an asset with this bitch. Like, you got property with. Like, that's nuts. Right, and when she runs up on the house, they have fucking dogs. And again, it's the place where all his friends go to go kick it. Like, what? And then, like, her retaliation is to, like, spray paint Kevin and Wendy forever on the garage. Did that make you feel good? He still owns a house with another bitch. That was also very bizarre to me. It was childish. There's lots of things that I... Well, there's lots of things that, if you're going to spray paint, there's other things that we could have spray painted beyond that. Should have slashed his tires. Alexa, play Breaking Dishes by Rihanna. Because when I say you will not know a moment's peace after that. <laughs> like, 
when I say when I find that out, you first of all, and again, I don't even know how he even got to that to be that far without her knowing because she already knew at that point that he had cheated on her. But okay, right? That's on my Wendy. Okay, okay. When I say that he would not know a moment's peace, because obviously I'm drafting in the divorce papers after that for sure. But when I like, I will be a fucking shrew after that. You're you're gonna hate me by the end of this. I promise you that. I'm gonna make you fucking miserable. Cause actually, I let you get a little too fucking comfortable. I let you think that it was okay to play me like this. You know my number one thing. Don't have me out here looking stupid. You actually had me out here looking stupid. And now that I know, now I gotta make your life fucking miserable. Wow. That's crazy how that just escalated. <laughs> With my fucking money. With my fucking money on top of that? Again. Uh, your life is now miserable. So she gets all that information and you still pull off? Like, I'm sorry. My reaction is not to spray paint Wendy and Kevin forever and then leave. And she's saying that the neighbors called the police because she knocked over a trash can. I'm like, this is not adding up. They, you knocking over a trash can does not then warrant neighbors to call the police. Yeah. So either Wendy's lying about like what she really did. <laughs> Which is what I think happened. Yeah, that's sure. the only option. I was waiting to see what you would say was second. Because there's just like no way. Because I'm reacting like how I'm reacting and I'm not married to this man. So I can really only imagine. There's just no way that you were that calm to only spray paint something and accidentally knock over a trash can. And then be like, doo-doo-doo, on my way. Like, no. No, that's not how that would go down. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Um, And then I love him framing it as um, an investment property. That I know nothing about. <laughs> That's a get around the corner from our house. If you invest, you should have been doing that shit down in Miami, which again is some other tea. Wendy, while, you know, doing press, she was saying that they asked her, I think it was when she was on Watch What Happens Live, like her first beef with a celebrity that she remembered, like once she hit TV. And she said it was Evelyn Lozada down, I mean, back when she was down in Miami on Basketball Wise down there. And I guess the tea behind that was he used to take this woman, Sharinda, Sharonda, whoever she is, take her down to Miami a lot. And he had actually taken her into Evelyn's store. Like back when she Mm -hmm. owned whatever that was that Tammy said she was going to take away from her. And Mm -hmm. was shopping for her there. So Evelyn had called Wendy to let her know, like, yo, he's being mad disrespectful. He's just having her out and about. And they had a whole ass beef over that. Because obviously Wendy didn't handle it right. I'm sure she handled it in a Countess Luann way where she was mad at the woman. For telling. Like the messenger, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wendy, that's not Mm -hmm. a good look, babe. You've allowed this man to alienate you from like everyone and I either from his own doings from him spazzing out people or from you 
trying to protect your pride or protect him, you know, from other people. And it's just like, for what? You let this man get a house around the corner from you with a pool and you don't even have a pool. An investment property that I don't know about 10 miles away from our home. How does that make any fucking sense? And she had the nerve to kind of try to say when she was trying to explain it also in the press saying, um, well, I was cool with him going and having the idea of the apartment because him and his friends would be like, they're smoking weed. And I just like, didn't want that in the house. I'm like, again, babe, you were a whole crackhead. Hate to call you that, but like you were, you have a little problem with some weed smoke. Make it make sense. Hmm. okay so obviously from here on she's like really lying (laughs) everything covered from like any recent history is very choppy and very it's told through a distorted lens yeah to the point where you feel like almost like does this bitch think I'm stupid (laughs) like that I would believe that this is true. You think I tune into hot topics and won't do the research on you? (laughs) You think I don't know that there is a hot topic here that you're hiding from me? You've always tried to do that. I don't, you know, make the news. I just break it. No, sweetie. You quite obviously also make the news. You have a lot going on and we've heard a lot and we've not heard a lot, but we're able to fill in more gaps than you're trying to give us. Okay, Wendy. I mean, right after that, we like get to Lady Liberty. It was a very quick transition from her finding out about Kevin and the mistress in the house um, to him saying it's an investment property to her drinking one bottle of wine and that supposing to mean like we should know that she's spiraling and now she's falling out in that Lady Liberty costume, like in that infamous moment on TV. Right. If this movie was up for um, an Academy Award, what I would submit to the Academy is this exact moment where she fell out. Someone did, like if you see those side-by-sides where they play real Wendy versus this, she fucking nailed it. Yeah, she did. She was priming her whole career for this moment, for sure. Like, I want to see her do big things after this because obviously she knows how to channel. Our first guress, <laughs> with the eyes, it was incredible. I rewound so many times. I, I was living for her performance. Um... So again, Wendy is making it seem like that one bottle of wine. Now she's fainting and passing out. And um, and then suddenly she's in rehab in Florida. Again, things are not connecting. She tried to frame it as Kevin was keeping me there so that I wouldn't find out about the pregnancy about the woman, which I'm sure that played a part in like why 
he wanted you to be at least out of town for rehab, but that's not the reason you're at rehab. Right. And that's how I know you're an addict. You don't, you're not even able to recognize or take accountability for like your part in all this. Like your addiction got you in rehab. But okay. And we all remember when she like went off the air for those two months. Oh, I just remember like, ugh, that was prime Wendy. And that's when I was prime consuming her too. So I was living for the drama. Like what's going to happen next? It's like, oh, Wendy just happens to go off the air and then Kevin gets this woman pregnant. Like, oh my God, and she has a house and that. And like finding it out in real time, it was like, whoa, this is crazy. And he's been with this woman for 13 years. What the fuck? Right. And Wendy was saying that she was the stupid one. I'm like, oh, I hate to tell you, you're the dummy. Mm. She actually won. Not that there's a real winner here, but no, but there is. It's her. It's called "I Don't Have to Be Married to This Man Full Time." I can get the, <laughs> I can get his money in a house out of him. His friends come over. It's the fun bachelor pad to them. Where I get honey and wings for the dudes and I get honey if I want wings. to. They try to pretend, you know, like into your face, they're gonna act like, you know, like, oh yeah, like she just acting like she walking around like she Mrs. Hunter, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you were treating her like Mrs. Hunter, taking her fucking honey and wings. And um yeah, she definitely had the better end of this the deal. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. For sure. Um, and then she like finessed the guy in rehab to let her have her phone, which is how she finds out about it. And again, she feels mm-hmm. like it's a conspiracy. She's in rehab because um, they want her to be very Shutter Island, honestly, where she like, she's like, they're the ones that's crazy, not me. And I'm like, sweetie, it's you. It's always been you. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll work on that. And you still have a couple years to figure it out. So, um, also, I was just a little confused about, like, the timeline. Uh, she fainted October 31st, 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then she made that announcement on the air where she said she was living in the sober house because then they transferred her from, like, Florida when she found out she said she went to a sober house in Queens. She announced that sober house on March 19th, 2019. What was happening in between? That's almost a year and a half. She made it seem like she went to rehab for like a month. And then like the timeline again is just fudged. Like what, what was going on that year and a half? Hmm. Okay. Um, and she filed for divorce in April 2019. So like pretty soon after she had made that announcement. Uh, and also, was that guy like a dirty cop type of dude? The guy that was working for the sober home who was riding with her every day to go back, who like worked at the program. He like didn't want to take her to that meeting where she was going to get herself situated to get a divorce. And he lets Kevin in later, even though she says no. Mm-hmm. So Kevin must have been paying him off. Right. You're the op. So she has to like run to her meeting and then they acknowledge that her favorite snack is caviar with Doritos. And then 
she sets herself up to get divorced. Um, she says that Kevin was killing her. He comes to Queens and wants to talk to her and she says, you're killing me. Like, let me go so I can live. Again, no responsibility for like the drugs killing you or like anything. It's just Kevin. And I'm not here to be sympathetic for Kevin, but again, Wendy. Let's take like just a just a little bit of ownership. There's none to be had. So um then he kind of throws out that she's on pills, which we had not mentioned this entire movie, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, she's at rehab for pills, question mark. Um which also, again, helped me with my theory, which was that the pills were the gateway to, for her to get to where she is now. It's like, okay, I think that's what's happening. Uh, and of course, the kid that Kevin has is a girl. When, of course, her first mis well, not her miscarriage, her stillborn was a girl, too. Mm-hmm. That was devastating. Yeah. That... Yeah. That, I'm... Again... Kiriana breaking dishes. I'm losing my fucking mind. I'm already in the nut house and I'm gonna like, <laughs> I'm really gonna give them something to do tonight. I'm They're gonna, gonna have to like stab me with a syringe full of horse tranquilizer because I'm gonna be losing it. I'm really gonna be fucked. <laughs> like, today's my Kanye lobotomy night because like I'm losing it. I'm causing a scene. <laughs> That sucks so badly. And I, and she kept emphasizing that, like, basically she was okay with him disrespecting her in every way, but, like, a baby was too far. And, again, every woman has their breaking point, but it's just interesting that her breaking point was, like, at the edge. Which is, like, at this point, he's already disrespected you so much. What's a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You ain't having no more. You got an IUD. It was the baby she couldn't have. I don't know. Listen, you know, whatever has to trigger you to get you to this point is fine. All I'm going to say is I really wish that you had had a trigger point earlier than this. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, wow, this is your trigger? Again, I feel like it was a lot of things leading up. And then here we go with a, another note. I guess trigger warning. Again, it's going to have to be in the description box, too. Like, this is just, like, a rough episode, okay? Mm. Kevin was hitting her, allegedly. Kevin was fully hitting her, and she fully omitted that as well. Well, she maintains in, like, other... Um... Like other publications and such that like he like literally never like physically abused her like that wasn't like his medium of abuse I should say she was like he was just I think one of the things I read it was like she was like he was just a weird dude with some issues but he wasn't a woman beater um cool 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 great 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 um <laughs> they filmed some scenes on the set of Kevin abusing her, but they didn't make him to the movie. I don't know. Again, Kevin's a scary dude, and they've alluded to, like, Kevin has some power. We don't know how or, like, who gave it to him, but he has certain powers. So I don't know what Kevin did to get that cut out the movie. 
And um, so the actress that played Wendy had said that in the interview. And additionally, Charlemagne uh, was a little confused why he didn't see it. And if you'll also remember when this story all came out, even Kevin's mom had stepped forward and was like, yeah, I've seen him choke Wendy before. So. Curious how that got cut out. Hmm. How she's singing a completely different tune. I don't know what Kevin did to her behind the scenes. But yeah, she suddenly like has never been hurt by him. That's what she said. I mean, why not rewrite that history too? Again, this movie is like, once it gets to the recent shit, she's lying. <laughs> she's straight up lying. Like the rest of the shit, she's like skipping over shit. Now at this point, she the truth is not what she's interested in. Um, luckily, we're almost at the end of the movie. Basically, she cuts him out. He's no longer her manager. She's getting a divorce. Uh, and she announces to everyone that the middleman is out the way. Everyone cheers. Heard shitty, I've heard she's shitty to work for with Kevin or without, but she's claiming everyone's happy for Kevin to be out of the way. And the ending is her like snapping back into real time when we had seen her at the beginning crying, looking at herself and then having to pretend everything's okay. And then mm-hmm. she's about to walk out and she, I kind of loved the ending. She was just basically like, yeah, so I'm here today. Thank you for supporting me. Like, I am me because you all are you. And how you doing? And then the doors open and then she walks out to do like the Wendy show. <sighs> wow. Wow. Um, Intersplice between these, I did see a commercial for the Nippy and Bobby Christina story um, that was really catching my eye. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like thinking this is the last Lifetime movie I watched for a long time but then I saw those commercials for Nippy and I don't know man it was really talking to me so I'll touch back in on the pod obviously we won't do an episode but like I'll touch back in on the pod if I do end up watching that Nippy shit and they reveal anything that's massive they won't we all know her story but Bobby Christina is where it's like hmm I wonder what's going on with her so yeah, that's that's Wendy Williams the movie again. And people said the app that the documentary was better. I hope it was. Uh, I don't know if we can do like a housewife on display. It was Wendy's movie, but is there a character that stood out to you that wasn't Wendy? <laughs> Honestly, she made this movie so that like no one literally does, except maybe Kevin himself. <laughs> and I thought that's dark. So I guess I'll just give it to Wendy. Okay, cool. I was going to give it to Charlemagne or yeah. her first husband. Either one. Charlemagne slash her first husband, my display is for you all. And yeah, so Jay, thanks for sticking through this. Audience, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's and like, I would love to up. also. Wait, wait, what did you say? I was like, and if y'all gave up midway through, like, honestly. Respect that. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was, it's just like, basically what Wendy does is like drag something. We just dragged her movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, They talked about Wendy a little bit, really. Right. 
so yeah so uh until next time probably bravo something is what we'll be back with yep probably probably so um talk to you all later thanks for tuning in